welcome, one and all. Man's book club. <laughs> We're obviously still working on the theme music. Yeah, we are. Uh, this is episode two of Men's Book Club, and today we're going to be talking about, Matt? Death of a Salesman. By Arthur Miller. You know, I was a salesman once. Well, that's scary. So, shoes, women's shoes. Uh, were you Al Bundy? Wasn't that his name? Yeah, I was Al Bundy. No. Uh, yeah, everybody uses that joke, yeah. And you know what? Oh, you heard the joke before. Yeah, no, okay. I've heard it like 800 times. Okay. I, I did it for Macy's. You had to dress up in a suit. For Macy's, I don't know if you're familiar with that. I had the this. My mom had to tie my tie because I didn't know how to do it. Nice. And I, I actually, fun fact, I still don't know how to tie a tie. So That's embarrassing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, like, so like the women would come up to me and they would ask me to get, you know, then the shoe and I would come out and I would put it on them. And they would say, "How does it look?" And I would go, "Eh." I and I wondered why I never made sales. I was going to say, I can't imagine why that didn't work for you. You know what the number one thing people always said to me? They would give me a bunch of clearance shoes. And I would come back with like eight of them. And maybe they gave me nine. You know what the number one thing they would say? Mm. I really wanted that one. <laughs> the only one you didn't have. <laughs> then why didn't you just give me that one? <laughs> why are you giving me eight others? Why are you giving me eight others? <laughs> so while Matt loses his mind, um, like I said, today, like he said, actually, Death of a Salesman, Arthur Miller. This is a... In January one year, I made $1 in sales. <laughs> and that's a, I don't know. You know, I it's know. Not a joke. It's not a joke. I believe you 100%. <laughs> and it was a pair of shoes. I'm, it was a pair of socks. I'm actually surprised. So I didn't even get commissions. I'm actually surprised you made a dollar. Um, so is my boss. This is all actually pretty, pretty relevant to what we're going to be talking about today because in Death of a Salesman, there's a lot of bad salesmanship going on. Uh, this is literally, as the book I'm holding it, I'm flipping through it, it's 135 pages. It's more of a pamphlet. It's, it is almost a pamphlet. That's so true. Um, I love Arthur Miller. I don't know how you feel about him in general. I Fun fact, uh, my mom's maiden name is Miller. So we're like semi-related. Not even close. But, um, yeah. yeah. Probably, not. Probably not. He has talent. Your mom's middle name and his last name. My mom's middle name's not Miller. That's my mom's That's last name. Oh, you said maiden? Yeah, maiden. Oh, uh, I thought you said middle name. That would be an awful middle name. Boy. I wasn't going to say anything. Hey, your mother's middle name is Miller. Ed Miller. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Arthur Miller. First of all, I got to say, I love plays. I am a big plays guy. I love them. I love watching them. I love reading them. I love all things plays. It's what got me probably through... All those English classes because I loved Shakespeare. I loved plays. I actually loved The Crucible by Arthur Miller. I there are there there really is rarely a play that I've read that I didn't like. Crucible was pretty good. Crucible is very good. I like this one better. Absolutely, absolutely. I this like is Oedipus. Uh, Oedipus is was amazing. Yes, Have we'll get to, we'll get to Oedipus maybe one one day. But today, today let's talk about Death of a Salesman. So. I am very embarrassed to admit, as somebody who just claimed that they love plays, that I honestly only read this maybe two years ago. Really? Yes. 
It's very embedded in our culture. It's very important. It's one of the best plays out there, and I recently just read it. Did you did you see the the play itself? No, because that's I, how I saw it first in high school. They uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman played yeah, yeah. Um, Willie Loman. Yes, I'm fam- very familiar with the play, and I purposely didn't watch it all that time because I knew I wanted to read this at some point. And after I read this, just like the snob of being that I am, the I, I think I think you'll like it. It's good. Although plays are a little bit different than books because it's very hard to screw up a play. Yeah, I mean it's the same. It's, it's word for word. Yeah, and it's like not too many. Yeah. And also, I think like it. and also, this is a very very short play, so it shouldn't be that hard to keep up. Yeah, with and it. plays like you can't really mess up because it's like the scene is written for you. Yeah, um, I there's there's a very good. This is a side note. There's a very good documentary about Arthur Miller on HBO Max. Really? That I think everybody who's an Arthur Miller fan should watch. It talks about the place that he went through, how he kind of, what his family life was like, you know, the whole relationship he had with um, Marilyn Monroe, all the stuff. It's very fascinating, but it also talks about his struggle of being a writer and how difficult it was for him to finally get people to recognize him as a writer and how long that took. What, what came first, the Crucible or this? Crucible. Okay. Um, but it was very, very difficult for him to get his break. And I think... Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, you're Arthur Miller Jr. That's what you yeah. want. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely think that everybody should, be, should have at least read this play I mean, again, very embarrassed that it took me so long to read this. But you read it. So. But I read it. And I got to say that this is, I'm not going to say it's my favorite play, but it's definitely top five. I'll go with that. I have, it's definitely my favorite Arthur Miller play, so we'll go with that. Um, but it's, it's top five for me. I, I think, well, let's get into it. I think there are a lot of aspects in here that are very relatable to... America, Americana family. Okay, let me before we begin. I I think it, it's such a famous play that it was even Seinfeld mm-hmm. referenced it yes. a bunch. I, I forgot what season, maybe three or four with George. I would never remember the season. I just I, watched Seinfeld. <laughs> I think it was like season three. George was looking for a job, so it was yeah. Like, no, I, I know what you're talking about. But that's like that. how like pop. Yeah. that's how like popular. Yeah, that's what I said. It's very embedded into our culture, and I didn't read. And and you probably would find references for it in almost every show at one point. Oh, well, I'm sure. It's 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 a good, it's like, for a good reason, and for a really really good reason. I liked it. I. I have this habit when I read things, I try to put post-it flags in in the parts of the book that I enjoyed. Uh, and there are more flags here than there should be for a hundred and yeah, there is a there is a pages. Book. There is a but book. I don't, I'm not gonna go through do, all. Do you do that with every book? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, but I started this recently, so this is something I started doing about two years ago. It, it is smart because there is things that you read in a book that yeah. you're like okay, you want to go back to. I, wanna go I back used to. to I used to mark with a pencil. And the two reasons I stopped doing that is one, it's very annoying to. But also, going. it's it's hard to find out what page it is, right? So with those, you yeah. Can just yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Right, and and you just kind of you have it flagged, and it's got to be these little flag posted. Yeah. The regular posted socks. So, um, do you want to go into kind of giving us a little bit of a character? Do you remember the characters and and do what I remember they, characters. yeah with the families? I remember Willie Loman was right. the dad. Right. Who was a salesman, obviously. Who yes. was, I, I guess he was, um, 
he was middle-aged and he was in and out of reality, I guess is the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. Maybe on the verge of, uh, I guess, losing his memory or mind, I guess. Then there was Happy, which was maybe the older son who was following the dad's footsteps. Yeah. Happy followed, yeah, right? Happy followed the dad's footsteps. Yes, 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 yes. Biff was the one. Yeah, Biff was the one that didn't have a job. And yes. Caught right. his dad with an, like, an affair. Right. And then the mom, I don't know. Linda. Linda was the mom. Right. Um, and I think one of the most underrated but important characters in this play is Uncle, yes. Uncle Ben. Um, who, the Rice. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I think he's, the Rice Man. The Rice Man. I think he's very important to this. Um, yeah, he's probably the most one of the most integral parts. Yes. Um, so I'll, I'll start. I mean, this this kind of starts off very basic. I there are a lot of plays that I love that kind of start off in the same way, where it's just set in a home. There are the families there. It's a little bit dysfunctional. It feels very realistic. There isn't a lot of aspects of this that are um, hard to believe or hard to wrap your mind around. It's a family. It's dysfunctional. Older kids moving back home. Biff comes back from the West and gets into, you know, he's already got problems with his dad, which we'll get to in a little bit. And, you know, the mom is a typical mother that you'd expect, you know, she just wants peace. She's this neutral Switzerland in the middle, which is awesome because it's literally what a mom's job usually yeah. is. Um, but of course, there's Willie, who's this failed salesman or declining what salesman. What is he, uh, vacuums? Or? Yes. I, is that uh, what it was? I don't remember. No, now, now okay. I'm rethinking it. Now I'm rethinking it. Um, but yeah, there is, there is... I don't think it matters too much. But. No, I felt like it was refrigerators. Okay. I could be wrong. Um, but anyways, yeah, he's a, he's a very um, d- sort of declining salesman. Yeah, where he was on top of his game and I think he... he what it was like a couple of years of like just not doing as as well. Yes, yes. Which is there a lot of plays like that. Um, Glenn Get Glary, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. You ever see that? No. What is that? Oh my god, that's good. It's a it's a play. It's um similar in the sense of uh they're they're uh, getting leads for houses you know houses okay. and. Um, one one guy is like was a great salesman, but he's he's slipping now. So they're on the verge of he's on the verge of getting fired. So it, it's similar to this where he has to uh, uh, do better or he gets uh, canned. So, um, but I guess yeah, I guess that's kind of the same. The only the would you think that the way. I mean, I've, I've, I've never honestly yeah. seen that. But do you think that there is this this sadness the same way that there is to Willie, you know, about Yeah, because I, I think anything where – when you're at the top of your game, no matter what it is, it is pretty sad to see the decline. Whether it's, top, you know, you're a superstar quarterback or you're a salesman, going to see the decline is not uh, – it's pretty relatable. Yeah, you could relate to it. So he is in the in the same sense of he, he might not have the delusions of of Willie to be something great, but he is close to the end of uh, the career of selling what he was selling. Yeah, I, I I think the best part about this entire play is that 
he's he's not fully there, right? I, I, I love stories where they are sort of between times, right? Like he's he's there with his family about 50% of the time and then the other 50% is either talking, quote unquote, with his brother or he's reliving the past, you know, of what ha- what glory days. Yeah, and you're really kind of like, he's almost like you're like, oh man, he's going to get it, he's going to get it. And yeah. He just kind of gets sucked into these, yeah, uh, that uh, conversation with his brother, which is very vague. <laughs> yes. Well, like we said, he becomes a very important part of the entire play because he's kind of the one that sets everything into motion. He's sort of the reason why things end the way that they do, even though he's not really there. But Isn't he, is he dead? Yeah, he's dead. He's yes. Dead, right? okay. Yes. So let's go through this. Um, the, the dad, Willie, is a failing businessman. He's, like we said, he's on the decline. He's not making as many sales as he used to. He's getting older. You know, it's the younger guys that are getting the sales. Um, the young bucks. The young bucks, right. Um, and he's basically, uh, he knows that he's failing, but he's always has this perception in his head that he's going to someday be this great salesman. And his wife is has this unwavering belief that he's always going to end up making it back, right? Then you have his two sons who are obviously different happy, like we said, and one of them is sees his dad as like, oh yeah, that's he's he's kind of seeing the the old version of his dad, right? He's seeing yeah. the the almost like the the young guy, the the womanizer, almost the guy that used to be back in the day making money. And then you got the other brother, Biff, who looks at his dad with almost disgust for a reason that we'll discuss in a little bit. But these are the two, you know, you've got two different sides. It's, of almost, it's almost more pathetic if you were happy. The happy brother. Because yes. he's, he's really delusional. Yes. Yes. Which is like some people we used to work with. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's he is a little bit he is a little bit delusional, but he's he's also the only character throughout this entire play that I mean has a steady job. Yeah, he he's almost the most successful, right? Like he's he's not the father, he's not the he's not the. It's, the, a, it's an interesting name too, Happy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was on purpose. Uh, yeah, it has because what he's really sad. Uh, maybe, or maybe that's what it takes to be happy. I mean, you can look at it either way, right? He's really happy on the inside, or he's really not happy on the inside. I mean, there are no, there is no inclination throughout this entire play that he was unhappy. He no, but, seemed... but he was also, but he isn't he also very determined to do what his dad yes. did. Yes, so yes. to become, yes. yes, become a very, very successful wealthy yeah. man. So, yes. like, I think maybe he is happy in the in the present, but maybe he won't be later because, yes. like, you know, he's living up to this ideal that his dad didn't even have. So. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And who, yeah. is, and who determines really success anyway? If you have a career that you're making money, maybe that is success and not, you don't need to be a millionaire. Yeah, and that's actually one of the, one of the very important uh, themes that this play hits on. You know, what is success right like is it is it the money is it the wealth is it being successful at your job is that what success really is or is it you know we'll we'll get to a lot of this towards the end of the play but you know 
is it worth everything, right? Yeah, is I mean, success it, worth everything? And you know what? It's so fascinating because everybody has a different definition. Some people have a family, and that's what they want, so it's success. So all because you didn't hit some kind of sales right. number. Right. So, so like I, we said, this is sort of it's, it's set in a house. You know, that's what's going on. The dad is a little bit delusional. He's almost has like some sort of dementia. He's going. Yeah, I never, I never really. I guess he does, right? Or, or is it something where he's just? Is he ever at a point where like he can get it and snap back, or is he just always going to be? No, I, I don't think so. I think a lot of the times, a, a lot of the stuff is out of his control, mm-hmm. and he has depression mixed. I mean, he really believes that he's seeing his brother, right? He's yeah. not. Yeah. It's he doesn't think it's imaginary. He thinks he's really seeing his brother. So, yeah, I think he does have serious mental illness, which is again one of the sad realities. This is what this is a very American kind of play because it hits all these parts. The the family, the yeah. mental health, the the you know the wealth, the corporate side I guess it's of similar life. To, uh, it's, maybe I like this one so much because it's similar to like an Oedipus where like you know it's gonna end badly. Yes. It's, yes. I mean Well I, I I'll tell you something. When I was going through this I really didn't think it was gonna end as badly as really? it right? I didn't think it was gonna be this I mean from the Look from at the, the title. title. No 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 I didn't it's different. The death of a salesman is different than than how yeah. it ended, right? And it, Yo, and yeah, it didn't end. We'll get that. Um, so, yeah, the the father is, like we keep mentioning, he's seeing his brother, Uncle Ben. He's, he's referred to as Uncle Ben. And it's his brother who ended up kind of being the adventurous one. And he ended up going to Africa where he struck gold and he became very wealthy at the young age of, I think, 21 or something like that. So he became very wealthy early on and he kept urging his brother to come along and it was too late, and he ended up living a very exciting, adventurous life. Yeah, I think that. To worry I think about what's kind of cool is you don't really know. Yes. That much about him. Yes. He, he always says like, "Follow me here into the what yes. the jungle, or whatever." But, yeah. but it, we have no idea what he did. We just know that he made a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. So it's like kind of like he could have killed people for all we know. It's very vague. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh one of my absolute favorite lines in this entire play happens really early on, and this is one of the things I flagged, and it's when Willie and, and Linda are talking back and forth about their kids being home and their kids not being as appreciative. This is very early on, and Willie says, you work a lifetime to pay off a house. You finally own it, and there's nobody to live in it. And mm-hmm. I, I thought that that was one of the most brilliant lines there is because it's so true. It's not just a house it's it's true to every aspect of what american quote-unquote materialism is right it's you bust your ass to get something that you work your whole life to pay off only be to have nobody use it at that point it's (laughs) it's 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 crazy because it's it, it really was what what is and what was and what still is kind of what American life is, or what life is in general. I mean, I don't want to just say American life, but definitely an American life where you're, you work your whole life, you work 10 years, six years to pay off a car, right? Yeah, look and how many people, uh, we worked in the same job, how many people bought new cars? And yeah. Or just to get new cars, right. you know. Bought, how, many, how many of them have bought houses? How many well, probably have none, but... <laughs> How many of them, like, you, you do, you, you buy a house, let's just say, you know, whatever it is, the age of 30 years old, and you work 
until you're 60 for that 30-year mortgage to pay it off. And then you, when you're 60 years old, you already have children that have moved out. So what's the... It, yeah. it was... It hit me very, very hard because it, it was very... Um, it, that is it, a great line. Yeah. It just reminded me a lot of, I guess, my own family. Um, you know, I, my dad does the same thing where he busts his ass and tries to get the best things. And he's so far behind the eight ball that by the time he gets it, it's not necessary anymore. And it just, it, it was one of the very, very, very good lines throughout. I mean, there were a lot in this, in this, but I think about this every time I think about the play because I feel like very early on, he gives you the sense that there, there is materialism that's happening within his family and he knows it and he senses it, but there's nothing that he can do to stop mm-hmm. it. It's, it's, it's very good. Um, yeah, so he's trying to get this promotion, you know, so he can, he can be closer to family. He doesn't want to be on the road anymore. So he goes to meet with his boss. Um, he ends up getting turned down. The actually ends up getting fired. So he doesn't so, say that he gets fired, right? Yeah, he just he's not. Well, he doesn't tell his family, right? Yeah. So he's he's back home. He's kind of failed at it. Um, Biff was supposed to be starting this venture. He was supposed to meet with some people. He ends up failing at that venture. So it's almost like a meeting of failed people, and you find out, you know, they end up meeting together, and it's almost like these two people who are who are supposed to be polar opposites, but are so similar. In a lot of ways, Biff is so much more similar to his father yeah. than Happy is, even though Happy is following the footsteps of his father, right? Yeah, it's, which is interesting because, yeah, because Biff wants to uh, be something great, yeah, right? right. And and Biff is also he could never get his shit together, and that's sort of what Willie was, right? Like he, Willie is the guy like at one point had hopes and dreams and aspirations, and now he's looking at himself like a failure. And Biff, while he doesn't really want to admit that, keeps saying that, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. But in reality, he knows he's, he's not as successful as his brother. Just like yeah. Willie wasn't as successful as his brother. Good point. So it's, it's, very, it's, it's a really clever way for Arthur Miller to say the two guys that are similar are not. And the two guys that are opposite ends are, you know, the same guy almost, right? And didn't he, because uh, he caught his dad Right, so that's that's sort of where the resentment of Biff comes in, right? Yeah, is that why he's, like, kind of the way he is? Yeah, so... I mean, I think that's what they're trying to... Biff, Biff is attributing all of this to when he was a younger kid, and he was supposed to... He walks in on his dad and a woman, and so his father was having an affair while he was on the road, and he remembers that his father was giving this woman stockings. She was wearing stockings, and stockings are supposed to be a representative of this luxury back then that women couldn't really get his mother was you know you could see throughout the play his mother's fixing clothes fixing stock she can't afford stocking and yet he saw his father giving them to this woman and biff was was he like an athlete in high school yes. was, was like so like didn't that all like a good shit after that? yeah he was supp- he was supposed to he was supposed Probably to have passed this math test right and it that's kind you of know, what he, that, that's hard. Yeah. he was supposed to go happy. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he ended up having to go to his. That's how he caught his father. He, was, he went to his dad to talk to him about the the math. Okay. And you know that's too. when he well, that's when he caught his father, and he ended up deciding not to give a shit about school anymore. Yeah. So he kind of gave up his own life. Right. That. Yes. And 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 again. It, there are so many layers to this. I mean, you could look at it at surface level and say, you know, what an asshole that father was. And, but you could also look at it as 
this is a son that was trying to protect his mother. Or you could also look at it as this, this younger kid saw that there are luxuries that his mother couldn't even get. And his father was providing so easily for some other woman. And later on in life... Yeah, I wonder if he's like hoarding the money. <laughs> and later on in life, he's, he's still unable to provide for his mother... You know, he's unable to provide for the woman that he's married to. And Biff almost never forgets that, you know, at some point you were spending money on someone else instead of your family. So how dare you now come out of nowhere and say that you don't have money? Yeah, and you don't even know, like, Willie's perspective either because, like, all because he's married doesn't mean he even... God only knows what happens behind closed doors, so... Yeah. Yeah. I... It's it's also interesting because in a lot of the play you don't know what Biff's problem is. There's a lot of foreshadowing going on about um, you know what he saw, what happened, then why he's so angry at his dad. But you really don't know what's going on until later on. So you're you're almost at a certain point. I mean, for a lot of the play, at least me, I was feeling bad about the the way that Willie was being mistreated by his sons, you know, especially Biff. Yeah, was, and, and you get to the point too, like some people have a some people have a shit dad or shit mom, mm-hmm. but like at a certain point Yeah, you gotta move on too. But, yeah, I and and again I, I try to think back about the the foreshadowing before we get the explanation. There are times when Willie walks into his wife fixing stockings yeah. right and he keeps telling her to like yeah, just buy some and she's so focused on providing for her family and being like this so this, maybe that's why he he's 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 sort of maybe living with this guilt this whole time or maybe, maybe he maybe he want maybe he um what's it called had the money at some point he did yeah right? yeah so maybe he wanted to somebody to appreciate that so that he found a mistress maybe because if she's fixing her own stockings. Well, yeah, but this was later, oh, and, I, and he's getting yeah. he's getting upset about the fact that she's fixing them. But it's really he's not really upset that she's fixing stockings. He's upset because he knows that he the 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 mistress never had to work as yeah. hard for stockings, and he gets angry and he almost gets you know give me these and he tries he's trying he's trying to throw them out because he doesn't want her mm. fixing something that he gifted someone else brand new, and. You know, you don't notice that maybe in the beginning when you're when you're reading the first act of the play, but during the second act when you start to figure out what Willie actually did, you look back on that and you're like, oh, he wasn't being a nice guy. He was just a jackass. Yeah, so like yeah. a I mean, of course, the whole thing is sad. It's it's you know lower middle class family. They're trying to make it through. He's you know he's he's missed out on so many opportunities through his life. Like I said, it hits it hits home a lot, but. You, you kind of get the feeling in the beginning that Willie is is the 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 victim, and then later on you start yeah. to see little by little that some of the stuff was. You know, it's it's it's, it's sad because everybody has the everybody's American dream is kind of like what Ben has, where right. I'm going to be really rich, right, right. and but the majority of the people are going to maybe not be a salesman but have a job. Yes, like that, not do anything great, and I think he got to get. Kind of caught up in this the American fantasy. Yeah, right, this, the fantasy. They, but we don't even know what it is. So right, we just know it's wealth, right? And I think I think he did that on purpose. He because it doesn't matter what yeah. he did, and he's giving us just enough to say he went on an adventure. He didn't play it safe, and he ended up doing well with and, it. And, but at the same time, the, the guy 
is dead now and he's alive. So Ben has all his wealth, but he ended up dying before really anyway. Yeah, that's true. But I think one of the things that keeps being repeated is that Uncle Ben lived a full life. Yeah. You know, and and Willie's just sitting there, can't Sounds mend relationships. Can't mend relationships with with his, son. his sons. He can't get a job. He can't get promoted. He can't make sales. He can't do. Can't anything. get another can't mistress because he can't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So before we get to the end, I I think one of the like I said, I kind of alluded to this in the beginning. One of the most important things and one of my favorite things about this is this this switch back and forth in time between what's happening to Will in real life and what's happening to him in, in sort of this, not just Uncle Ben, but he's almost thinking about the past. Right? Yeah. He keeps thinking about the past and, and what could have been or what sh- was, and then he comes back to reality and snaps back into it. And, you know, he's caught, the, Linda, the mom, keeps saying that, you know, he almost killed himself and he, he almost killed himself again. And he's, she's trying to plead with her kids and, you know, the kids are almost just kind of, oh, you know, you know how dad is almost, yeah. you know, it's, and you also don't know that early on if he's seriously trying to kill himself or he's just kind of lost his mind and, and he's almost doing it by accident, right? Um, then towards the end, that's when Uncle Bill, Bell, Uncle Ben Uncle comes Bell. in. Uncle Bell. Uncle Bell. Uncle Ben comes in and, and they have, he has this premonition or this vision and he reminds him of this life insurance, right? And that's when he ends up killing himself because he feels like he'll give his wife and his, you know, this, this, finally he's able to provide. Finally he's able to give. Yeah, it's so much like a, a group strategy where the, where like a ghost pops up or a, yeah. a witch or yeah. something. Yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, you know, and, and one of the, one of the last things that Linda says is why would he kill himself? We were, we were out of debt, we finally paid for this house. And I, maybe it was just me, but I circled back to that original first quote of you pay for the house and there's no one to live in. Yeah. And she kind of mentions that towards the end by saying, why would he kill himself? The house was paid for. We were out. We were free and clear. Mm-hmm. You know, we were paying the debt. And it, 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 he kind of, again, foreshadowed that in the beginning. You, the house is paid for. You bust your ass to, to work for this house, but nobody's there to live in it. You know, Biff is going to move on and, and Happy's going to move on and... Linda's gonna be in this house by her. there's nobody living in the house. There's no family. Happy no. to me was the saddest to me because I remember I don't remember the exact line, but he's like, I'm gonna make, you know, dad proud and I'm gonna be this like even better sale. And it's just like, oh god. Yeah. He's yeah. not gonna be on a path where it's gonna be successful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And or, pro- or probably not. Like, That's true. That's true. But I, I he was he uh, it was meant to be that way. Right, I think a lot of it was meant to be that way. He he was he was supposed to be almost almost a background character to remind you, you know, this is what younger Willie was like. Yeah. Right. He was just there. That's what younger Willie was like. And you're right. It's he's kind of the saddest character because his trajectory was almost set for him. He's going to be like his dad, not because he's like his dad, but because he he peaked at such a young age. And he's he's focusing on the same thing that his dad was focusing on. He's not focusing on family. He's not focusing on any of that. And that's what his father was at one point. Yeah. And he ends up kind of yeah. It's he is. He, he's going for friend. that. He, he's a collision course. Right. 
Exactly. Where Biff is, you know, a little different. Yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's a very, very, very sad... It's almost like you said, it is a Greek tragedy. It almost seems like a Greek tragedy. And when, you know, like, this is why... Well, this is what we mentioned in the beginning, when you were like, oh, you couldn't tell it was death of a cell... Yeah, I I knew the guy was gonna die, and it was kind of being, but it's almost in the way that it was done, where from the beginning, in such few pages, Arthur Miller kind of goes from, wow, what a sad victim of a father, to, wow, this guy is such an asshole, to, wow, I feel so bad for this yeah. man because he thought that he was just trying to save his family, and it's it's a very big arc of a character from good guy to bad guy to good guy again. He's, and throughout all of that, every other character sort of has this horizontal line of they've been the same. Linda's been kind throughout the whole story. And Biff has been the same guy throughout yeah. the whole story. But you're just finding out more and more. And that's kind of how story of people is, right? Like you and I are the same people. It's just the perspective of what each of our stories are like, right? You know, I... From your perspective, is different than from, you know, your boss's perspective of what kind of person that you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was... Right, and, but that doesn't that. change you as a person. You're, you're the same personality going through life. And yeah, you have your ups and downs, and but reactionary to a lot of things that are going on in your life. But it's really just finding out why you behave the way that you behave that gives us a bigger picture of the person that you are. And we were just talking about this earlier. It's amazing... With any, uh, you know, a book, a TV show, what a writer can do. Yes. Or, yes. In a, you know, to uh, to really make you hate them, love them, feel yes. something. It, it, it's, it, or feel all those emotions. It's, yes. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and again, towards the end, when, when, when he's dead, when he decides to kill himself and, and he's sort of by himself and he comes to the clarity... And it almost seems like it's the only time that there is clarity for Willie. Like, he's, this is the only... They'll have $20,000 in their pocket. He keeps saying that. He's, he's finally decided, I, I can provide. I can do that easily. I can, I can take away my agony. I can take away my son's agony. I can take away the guilt that I've made my wife... That yeah. I bear because of my wife. I can help my wife in the process. I can take away all of this by doing something that... I almost got to because of hallucinations, but he maybe he knew that at the time, but he finally got clarity. And it almost seems, as sad as it is, and this is where the brilliance of Arthur Miller comes in, it almost seems like it doesn't matter if he was hallucinating or if he was not thinking clearly, he made that specific decision with the best of intentions regardless. He did it for his family. Yeah. And he ended up helping them in the worst possible way, right? Like it's 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 great. It's great. Yeah, right. they, they can't get insurance off because he killed himself, right? Yeah, so right. they ended up Right. So he has a life insurance, right. And they get it as soon as he dies, and as long as nobody else killed him in that house, they get it. Yeah. Right. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. I, there, there is there is there's a lot to unpack with the emotional stories of a lot of these characters, but it's it's very telling how the story ends, and it's a father who's trying to bring back the relationship with his son by helping the family. He's trying to mend the relationship that he has with the mom, who eventually finds out, obviously, about the affair, 
and trying to kind of take away the guilt. He's trying to do one last good thing after a bunch of screw ups. Um, but that's not to say that the rest of the family isn't guilty of it, yeah. right? You know, maybe in varying degrees, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe being upset about your father for something that happened that long ago and being an asshole to him for that many years. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Maybe it's not the right thing to do. But um, yeah, I, I, I thought the entire like, like I said, it's a very quick read. You shouldn't, shouldn't take you more than a couple of hours to get through this. Um, and what's what's your star rating on this one? From one to five, what do we got? Um, I thought it was a four. Hmm. Okay. What's four. what's missing that last star for you? Another character. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I uh, I'm trying to think. I I I think. Oh, I don't know. Now you make So I'll 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 give you some time to think, and I'll I'll give this a five out of five. Okay. Um, and I only give this a five. Again, it's 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 probably in my top five favorite plays. I love plays in general. I think we're gonna do more plays. We're definitely gonna do more plays because I love them so much. But. Um, one of the reasons why I love this so much, aside from the fact that there is so much happening in such few chapters, is because it is probably the most relatable to the to the average Joe kind of play that you can possibly find. It's it's just family drama. There's no super supernatural stuff going on. You know, it's not the Crucible. You know, it's not it's not this crazy drama of the town. It's not Oedipus where there is, you know, larger than life going on. There's not, you know, it's not Macbeth. It's not, it's not that big of a grandiose of a play. But at the same time, it hits all the structures that are going on, both in American society and in just a regular, regular family, a regular Joe. So it's very difficult to top something that's this relatable, in my opinion. So I will give this a five out yeah, of five. Yeah, I might have to switch it to Yes, we convinced Matt, everybody. We yeah, convinced I, I, Matt. Because I, I, I can't really think of There's, yeah. anything bad about it. Yeah, and, and Arthur Miller, like I said, is, is great. He has a lot of good stuff out and there. And the play is great, too, like the, the, if you watch it. Yeah, uh, I'm actually going to check it out. Um, yeah, I, I, I loved it. And um, so, Matt, what we got next week for us? Oh, we're going to do it next we're week. We're going to read. We're going to read. We're going to read together. We're going to read this whole book. Uh, <laughs> the Paris Architect. The Paris Architect, and that's by Charles... Balfour? Balfour, okay. It's it's um, it's um uh, it's a book about an architect living in Paris, but he helps during uh, you know Nazi Germany where he, mm. he helps uh, Jews hide. So he carves out spaces in, in a house or behind an attic or... Where that sounds. That's actually sounds very interesting. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, if, if you haven't read it, we suggest you pick it up so you can kind of go along and yeah, spoil the book for you. Yeah, um, it was the definitely it, the only thing that I think. You know, we're going to talk about next week. The only thing that the, the premise I think is good. I just like first person books. And mm. This is not that. So, gotcha. um, I but I guess there's a lot of characters. So. Yeah, that's, that's actually going to be one of the first books that we do where Matt has read it and I haven't. So if you didn't read this book, don't feel like you're alone. I'm going to also not have read the book. And I will um, I will actually be asking Matt a lot of the questions and he's going to be taking over Try a lot of the conversations. Try right. So don't feel like you have to read the book to, to stay engaged in this podcast because we're going to be doing the same thing. I, I haven't read it and I don't 
think I'm going to be reading this book by the time that this podcast comes along. It seems like a daunting read. Yeah, how many um, pages is it? Was it 400 or something? 320? 390. 390, oh, okay. So and if you count the acknowledgement, it's 391. All right, so it's 390. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll go through that book next week. And, um, yeah, thanks, thanks, guys, for listening. We appreciate it. We, it. we really would like it if you guys followed, comments, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right, talk to you later. Bye.